previously on This Guy Sucks. And look, I'm telling you guys, the Bills need to watch out for the Jaguars. I'm actually taking them in my upset special. I'm thinking it's going to be something like 9-6 to six Jags, and the Bills offense is going to struggle all day long. You're going to want to keep your eyes on this one. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! Hey, welcome to episode 7 of This Guy Sucks with Chuck Bass. I am Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass! And today I'm happy to announce that we paid off TMZ for the rights to their exclusive coverage of the Allen Robinson trial. You're not going to want to miss this. But first, let's get to some week 9 chicanery. Jonathan Taylor continued what he's been doing and went the fuck off and body bagged the Jets on national television which is basically what he's been doing all year, yet people haven't noticed it. He took a bunch of fantasy teams and shoved them in a locker pretty early on this weekend, but I wish people would just shut the fuck up about how underrated he is or how people just didn't believe. Like, come on, you've got to be kidding me. If the Jonathan Taylor owners and his stands pat themselves on the back any further, they're going to snap their bra straps. The dude is a beast. We all know it. Everybody would have welcomed him on their team, but some people preferred a Chubb or an Eckler at the ADP, which is completely fine. All of these guys are crushing it. Every time one of these dudes has a blow-up game, everybody who has them just shits themselves tweeting. It's disgusting, and for me to be saying that is a big fucking problem. That being said, he's on my team, so great fucking work, JT. You're so underrated. I love you. Everyone else, though, stop paddling like hell to get our approval. Everything's fine. Fine, just fine. Fine, just fine. Fine. Fine, just fine. Fine, just fine. Fine. Now, the history books are going to look back on this weekend and say, wow, this was a close weekend. Look at all these competitive games. But I was sitting on my couch going, what the fuck is wrong with all these people? And it finally dawned on me. I went to YouTube just to check out some funny shit because I was so depressed from how shit all the play was. And the movie Concussion with Will Smith was recommended to me because about every six months, I check out the Tell the Truth clip just, you know, for comedy's sake. Tell the truth. And I realized that The effects of that movie are finally starting to take place. That movie came out six years ago, and anybody who was playing high school football at the time was probably presented with a pretty tough choice. Did they want to continue playing and invite brain damage, or become a future internet influencer and cause brain damage? I believe that product on the field now is a direct result of the dramatic retelling based on a sort of real story. So look out for that in the next upcoming weeks. I think we might be onto something. Tell the truth. Now let's do a quick standings update. I am 26-1 and one in my projection standings, which means, man, whew, I should have been crushing everybody this year. I'm really proud of the work that I should be doing. Hypothetically, I am the best. But realistically, I'm not doing amazing. I'm 21-5 across three leagues, which is really hard to look at on paper, considering the fact that I'm 12-6 and six in one and 7-2 and two in the other. It's just this terrible fucking home league that's dragging me down to two and seven, and we will certainly touch on that later. I'm talking Catholic church levels of touching. But it's not all bad. I did get some AI revenge this week when I slapped the auto draft team around in my Florida Man League. I shook him up, spit roasted him, turned him out, whatever term you prefer. It was my real only highlight of the weekend. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Cordell Patterson, they were all holding it down big time for me. And what's looking like my best team? We got some big booty Judy coming back for Denver, and he was already looking incredible. So I'm second place there in sailing. Still second place in Galaxy, even though my team is sinking like a roofied pixie at Coachella. I've got back-to-back under 80-point performances, but I had five of my six best players out this week, so I'm trying not to get too down in the dumps. Sometimes it's just unprofessional bullshit. Absolute fuck 
fucking bullshit. Unprofessional bullshit. Definitely didn't help that Josh Allen got Jedi mind fucked by Josh Allen and the Jags. The Bills reached the red zone on the first drive and did not even sniff its panties again for the rest of the game. What a crock. I'm watching this fucking team bounce right off of these Ace Hardware $15 tables instead of crashing through them like we all thought they were supposed to do. Tables! One thing that did feel good, however, was watching CMC throw up a nice little 12 burger. You know, anybody who was worried about him really needs to worry about some real shit. He's covered. His resurgence was taken care of in our Super Aid segment a couple pods ago. He comes out, has 100 total yards of scrimmage in what was one of the worst offensive showings I've ever seen a team put up this year. I mean, they were fucking pitiful. So you know he's going to be a gravy train going forward. There are plenty of real things to be worried about, like super aids. Now, let's move on to the focal point of today's pod. The trial of Allen Robinson. Alan Robinson is a former member of the Chuck Bass Home League team that goes by the name Suck My Sack. The defendant is being charged with nine counts of false advertisement, five counts of abandonment, and one count of attempted murder. The prosecution will be represented by Chuck Y. Bass Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. So let's go ahead and proceed to the trial. It's time for the defense to make their opening statement. Your Honor, my client is guilty of nothing more than performing the job required by his manager. The prosecution released my client to the waiver wire two weeks prior to today. He was then signed to a temporary roster spot by Team Hey Butt. Due to injuries and other this and that's, he was then elevated to the flex position for week nine. Mr. Robinson did what was only best for his own self-interests so that he could put points on the table for his fantasy family. If Mr. Bass wanted those points, he should have kept my client under his own supervision. The only crime here is one of mismanagement and rage on behalf of Mr. Bass. The prosecution, this is your time to respond. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not just Alan Robinson that is on trial today. It is injustice. It is fairness. It's the idea that if somebody drafts a wide receiver in the third round, They should not perform like a steaming pile of elephant shit. This is a wide receiver that has not scored double digits in any game this season. He was affecting morale. The defendant's reckless endangerment caused Mr. Bass to resort to living off of fantasy food stamps in the form of Jeremy McNichols and Derek Gore. Why did I ever believe in Derek Gore? Mr. Robinson needed to be terminated, but it wasn't enough for Mr. Robinson, was it? to submarine his own team from the inside. No, he had to take things a step further. He was jealous. Jealous of losing playing time to second-year breakout stallion Michael Pittman. Stallions. He switched allegiances and attacked Suck My Sack from the outside like some candy-ass Judas. Your Honor, I would like to enter into evidence Exhibit A. As you can see here, my client entered Monday night needing Mr. Robinson to only put up his average stat line for the entire season in order to advance to 3-6. and Let the record show that for 58 minutes of football, Mr. Robinson abided by the terms of this contract. However, during the final drive, Mr. Robinson openly defied the terms of the agreement and went on to have his second highest point total of the year, costing Mr. Bass a shot at 10th place in a 12-man league. We are seeking damages in the form of fantasy reparations, where the accused will have their points retracted 
and the wide receiver from the Bears shall be disbarred from any future fantasy performances for the remainder of the 2021 season. This may be fantasy, but my client's pain is very real. I know these are opening statements, but the prosecution rests its case. Wow, that's some amazing coverage from day one of the trial. Jurors will be sure to be deliberating over this for at least a couple more minutes now. In the meantime, let's give some updates from some other cases going on around the courthouse. The trial of Kadarius Tony wrapped up today, with Tony being charged with five counts of going full Bobby Sylvester. The accused was on trial for teasing the pussy with one 24-point outing five weeks ago, yet failing to, to deliver on anything even remotely close or as interesting. The class action lawsuit of fantasy managers versus Chase Edmonds came to a groundbreaking decision today as Edmonds was found guilty of taking advantage of workers' comp, which resulted in costing small fantasy business owners hundreds of dollars. This was Edmonds' third such charge in the last three years and will result in a three-strike ban. James Conner and Eno Benjamin will relieve this sack of shit for his duties effective two days ago. And wrapping up Week 9 case highlights is the fantasy indictment of Saquon Barkley. Shareholders believed Barkley misled investors about the extent of his injuries, making false claims about his health benefits, and accelerating the rate of insider trading amongst panicking owners. It looks like the jury results have come back. Let's go ahead and take a listen. All rise. I'd like to hear from head juror Tony Carrenti to the final results of this trial. We find the defendant guilty. This was nothing more than a bunch of damn bullshit. How can you perform so fucking poorly for so long in the starting lineup, on the bench, on the waiver wire, only to come back and cost Mr. Bass his only chance at winning one-third of his matchups? We believe the defendant knew he was supposed to suck, as he was in the same starting lineup as Trey Sermon and Brian Edwards, who dropped big fat goose eggs, and yet this agent acted rogue and he found one last way to fuck up his manager season. He just fucked it up. All these stars just fuck it up. That's what they do. They fuck my day up. And it pisses me off, and now I'm sweating. My only regret is that I didn't stick my ass out at you and then throw the flag when I said you ran into me. We find you guilty of the most indecent of crimes. Fantasy taunting. That is a disgusting act. Wow, what a compelling and not full of bitterness segment that was. So to recap, I was up by four and a half going into the Monday night football game. Needed the win to stay in the playoff hunt. Allen Robinson drops eight with four and a half of those points coming in like the final couple minutes of the fucking game on some long bomb. Just your typical fantasy suicide stuff. I shit on this guy all season. I drop him and he goes full Bronx tail on me only to come out at the very end and gun my ass down. It's what I deserve. It's what I get. It's this kind of stuff that's on my mind while I'm trying to figure out which waiver wire ad I'm going to make to my 11th place team on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm currently fielding suggestions on what to call the listeners, so if you have any recommendations, I would truly appreciate them. I've currently got bass fuckers, bass holes, bass masters, just anything pun related is the best I can come up with at the moment. Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Palmer alert. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> Sweetie, this one is the Baki right here. You know what that means. It's basically time to wrap things up here. So before we go, I've got a couple quick hits. Number one, rule change. I think it's time we get rid of the fair catch. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And it would bring some much needed excitement back to the game. Returns have been so neutered over the years, and these taunting calls, which feel like they're once a quarter, are just sucking some of the life out of the game. So I think if you were to introduce something radical like this, it might bring back a little excitement. I don't know exactly how it would 
play out, but I haven't been consulted yet. So how am I supposed to have a fully thought out plan? You fucking fuck. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, the NFL bring some excitement back. You know, like right now they're like the mom who tries to be cool by throwing high school kids a kegger, but then they get mad when they start having sex in the guest bathroom, like get it together, pick a lane. Something else that I'm curious about that's not football related is, are you supposed to hold the door open for people if it's somewhere where there would be a line, like a coffee shop or like a, you know, like fast casual place, or if you're going in somewhere, like, do you still hold the door open for people? Or do you do that thing where like you open the door and you walk in, then you hold the door open from the inside. So it doesn't, you know, slam shut. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure things out and I don't have all the answers. So go ahead and let me know. Send an email to chuckbassfantasy at gmail.com if you want to answer that terrible question or have any other comments about anything we talked about. Uh, I hope this was the best 10 minutes of your day unless you had sex. And even then, I hope it was a close second. And here's the part where I, where I grovel a little bit. So if you guys could rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify, that would be very much appreciated. Ain't too proud to beg. Come on. I appreciate you guys checking in on me to see if I'm still alive. Hopefully I always will be. So thanks again. And I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass.